Camilla called Jeff and I when we were on the road driving out here. And we talked for maybe 20 minutes or so. And one of the things, Jeff, what are you doing? Nothing. You look like you're up to something. What is the name? <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to record this conversation. Oh, he's recording? recording it. Yep, he's recording it. Jeff, you should tell people when recording. Well, I just I didn't want people to feel like, you know, they had to act any different. And now we have to. <laughs> I can always redo it, but... Well, okay, what I was going to say is that um, Camilla said that there's, like, you know, with Ty being a lawyer, there's been a couple other either desires or attempts to be a lawyer in the family. So she mentioned you went to law school for a year, but before that, maybe it was like your grandfather who wanted his son, so your father, to be like a lawyer or a doctor or something. Or a stockbroker. Or a, sto a lawyer or a stockbroker. And he didn't want to do either of those things. And so now Tyler is kind of like fulfilled the wishes of his great, great grandfather. grandfather. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And if you ever get a chance to go to the Art Institute in Chicago, mm -hmm. look up his room coin collection. Yes. We've called. Okay. We've gotten, we haven't gotten there yet, but we have gotten as close as calling okay. and saying, you know, hey, we're going to be in town if we make it at this time tomorrow. Um, they weren't able to confirm that they could, but they said to talk to somebody when we got there. And if we had called with more advance notice, they would have been able to confirm it for sure. That, that'd be a fun weekend trip. Because the direct flight, there's so many direct flights from Boston to Chicago, and and prices are not bad at all. So I feel like that could be a fun, spontaneous. You know, we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to plan it out as far. I don't think. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a random month next year, and like, hey, well, let's we go to Chicago. We time once, and the collection was not available. It was being circulated through the country. Oh really? So it wasn't there at the time. So oh wow! It's a good thing we did call to make sure. Interesting. It's, it gets moved around? They have moved it around okay. for various events throughout the country. Normally they keep it locked up, but if you call ahead of time, they'll make sure they have it. They'll get it out, show it to you. When was, <clears throat> when was the last time that you've seen the coin collection in Chicago? Oh, it's what, been 20 years, I suppose. Okay. Well, it's been that long, has it? Didn't we I don't know how long it's been. We were there, and, and I don't know... When, but they got it out and showed it to us. Yeah. Now, why? Well, Julian Tep saw it. Yeah, I Julian know. Tep saw it. So I, th I would guess twenty years, but I don't okay, know. Well, you're pretty good on knowing what's going on. Maybe you're right. But well, I, I don't know. Was, I'm just guessing. Didn't think it was that long. It doesn't really matter, does it? And so that would be your grandfather's coin collection. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Were you? Pretty close. Um, good question for both of you guys. Were you quite close with your grandparents, or was there a particular grandparent you were closest with? Well, 
on my father's side, his mother was already dead, and his fa father died when I was six years old. Okay. So I really didn't get a chance to bond with him or anything, although I did play checkers with him and stuff like that for yeah. a little while. So the great, my mother's parents, we were closer to and did things with, and they're the ones that have the cottage okay. on Eagle Beach, mm -hmm. built mm -hmm. that. Yep. Cottage, which is still there. Yeah. So I would say I was close to them. Yep. I used to crawl in bed when I was, say, three or four with my grandmother, and she would tell me stories, family <laughs> history, like she reported one that when Abe Lincoln was shot, her mother said, oh, my, that beloved man has been killed. Oh. She... She talked about the Abe Lincoln, like like being like hearing about it. She was telling me what her mother reacted when she heard Abe Lincoln was shot. Wow. So my grandmother was telling me what her mother told her, who would be my great grandmother, when Abe Lincoln was shot. That was eighteen sixty-five. Mm -hmm. That's one of the stories she mentioned. Wow. Wow. Yeah, hard to pro yeah comprehend all that. Wow. His coin collection, when, like, when you say coin collection, like, how long does it take to look at? I mean, is it just, is it just hey, it's, it's right in front of you and you just kind of just kind of take it in and, and you just see it's all right there? Or is there a process you, you where could, it takes some time to go you through? You can do it that way, but if you want the people at the Art Institute to tell you about it, they can probably give you the what these coins were and what they meant and so Oh, each on. coin, okay. Well, if you wanted to, I don't know how many coins are there, but there are quite a few. It was an extensive collection of Roman coins. Do you and know what his motivation for collecting coins was? No, I don't know why he did it. It's sort of like a hobby. It wasn't necessarily for the monetary, it was like a, a sport or game for him, sort of? Probably not. There was a, like he, a club there in oh, Chicago. Yeah. He, he was one of the top coin collectors in the country, I know. He wrote a little book about it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. His own collection. But he, do, he donated this to the Art Institute. Mm -hmm. that, you know, that they're like whole different cultures, sort of a symbol you know, of a different culture. And you know, people used to collect stamps or coins, things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you hold that in your hand, you think of all the people who held that same piece in their hand and, you know, what they did with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, with his coin collection at the Art Institute, we're not allowed to touch it. Yeah? We can look at it, but you can't touch it. Hmm. You know, because it's especially taken care of. Mm-hmm. And this is your grandfather? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's not like he would have found them in a field. Like, no. It's among, you know, like things have been passed down through time. Yeah. And then... At one time, he had a record of paying for a coin. This was years ago, you know, 
You pay $10,000 for one coin once, I know. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. $10,000 you paid for one coin. Yeah, and this was like 80, 90 years ago. So this person that went to, that was telling us, I think it was... Jeez. Probably 100 years ago. So $10,000 was a lot more money went, than... Yeah, so he was in, pharma- he was in pharmaceutical. To get it. He was a pharmacist, yeah. A f- okay, pharmaceutical sales or a pharmacist, okay. No, he had a drugstore. In other words, he also to, had to his the, own the collection out drug business, to too. He so they had to set it up first. Use his own yeah. formulas, yeah. develop drugs, and, and then like, they would oh, sell them. The but then when the drug, right. when uh, Congress passed the drug out, administration so laws and so on, they knew you were coming and they were quite uh, competent. He gave that business up because he couldn't afford that. all what they were requiring with the new standards and so on. So. It was interesting to see. It. See, That's what ended his drug business, although yeah. he was still a pharmacist. How long was he doing that for, that business, or had that business? Well, yeah. I don't know when he gave it up exactly, but I would yeah. say around 1920 he gave it up. And, and started traveling around and stuff like that then. And he had it probably, he started before he was married. Mm. So probably ran 30 or 40 years. And I know we've talked about this before, but sometimes, you know, we all need a refresh. I need a refresh. So where, so where were you born? Toledo. Toledo. Okay. I knew it was in Ohio, but I just didn't know where in Ohio. In Toledo. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, and you, and how long did you live in Toledo for? Nineteen fifty-three. What was that? That my official residence was in Toledo until I was drafted in the army. Okay. But you lived in Oberlin during college. Well, yeah, but that wasn't my legal residence. Toledo was still my voting residence then, even though I was going to college nine months out of the year. I was still counted as a resident of Toledo then. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about this earlier, and then uh, you were done in the Army Right around the time when uh, Mark was born. Yeah, he was born week before I left the army. Week before, okay. And then Grandma Nancy, uh, you were born. Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Okay. And then, what was your connection with West Virginia? My parents were from West Virginia. Okay. They went to college in Huntington. And they were from Charleston and Huntington. Okay. And what and was your what did I hear was your uh dad a miner? No. He's or, a coal salesman, right? Yeah, yeah, he was he he his mother his mother was uh she she his father died when he was a little boy. Yeah. So he was he lived went fatherless basically. Yep. And he went to high school and he went to he went to Marshall College and he could have there was talk of him going what did they say? Um, I can't remember what it was called. It doesn't matter. That's right. So, he, so no, he that's that's why then they got married, and he, be, he became a coal salesman. Coal salesman. Okay. It was, it was he married 
around, you know, in the early Depression years, and it was hard to have a job. Well, uh, their marriage is something else again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they... You they were they were married while they were going to college, but they didn't tell anybody. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Eloped. Yeah. And then they re remarried publicly some years later during the Depression, but they were actually married before the Depression while they were still in college. Mm -hmm. But if you told them you were married while well, you... The women at least would get kicked out of college, so they didn't mention it. Hmm. We asked them one time why they didn't never told us before that, and they said they didn't want to be a bad influence on our children. Huh. <laughs> it was Susie and Mark and Jeff. On you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to be a bad influence on you. <laughs> well, my father was a little bit of a, took chances, he, he was a little bit of a renegade, a touch, not, he was also conscientious, but they did things that were risky sometimes, and my mother was, I think she was wonderful, she was, she was a good artist and she was a, a serious leader, she could be a leader, but she didn't flout that. Mm -hmm. She she was president of a number of organizations, and she was a, a very, I thought, I mean, she was into the arts. But her father died when she was young, too. <coughs> yeah, both of them lost their fathers when they were quite little children. Oh, yeah, so, and then, so your grandmother's name was Ella. Ella, Ella. Ella. Your uh, grandmother? E-L-L-A. -L -L My your mo mother's mother was Ella. Ella. Her name was Ella Lane, L A Y N, and my middle name is Lane. You were asking about the L. Yeah. There's a serving spoon that said, I believe, 1893 to 19, like, 08, like 08 or something, and it had an L on it. Mm. It had L. Mm hmm. Just a L. Just an L. Not Ella. Test an L for Lane. Mm -hmm. So, what, what, 18 what? It was eight, I think it was like 1893. To the spoon's out there. Yeah. Uh, we were talking with Tiff the other night about, um, I was telling him about some of the, when I was a, a child, some of the stories I heard about, about my mother's generation and her and people in the family and we talked about sometime I should get out the family album when you're here mm -hmm. we can look at the pictures because there's pictures in there of, of your relatives you know people mm -hmm. a, a generation or two back mm -hmm. that um, and, you know they were all mostly my parents were mostly from West Virginia mm -hmm. when they came here in the early 30s, I guess it was the early 30s, they came here because my father worked for a coal company as a salesman. He got a job as a salesman after he was out of college, which was a big deal for him to have a job. And this coal company wanted him to come up north, which was Toledo, mm -hmm. from, from the south 
from Charleston and Huntington was coming up more. And they came and built a southern accent. They had accents. That was the hills were there and so on. And when I was a little girl, I, I had a little bit of that accent. And people used to tease me about it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't a nice tease about having a southern accent. Yeah. So they, had, they came from what was, it wasn't really that far south, but it was south in terms of the mountains. And yeah. they came north and settled in Toledo in Beverly and raised our fa their family there. And, and I felt when I was a little girl, I really felt that we had come from a foreign country. Yeah. I mean, there was a sense that they had left a world in the south that was one kind of a world. Mm -hmm. And then they came up to the north, which was another kind of a world. And I, I felt that something when we talk about is the southern um, what do you call it? That the, the southern ways are supposed to be warmer and friendlier and everything. And that I felt that there was that di difference in the cultures, mm -hmm. and that they were kind of out of place in a way when they came. They didn't stay out of place. They, my mother fit in very well, and so did my father. But mm -hmm. there was that sense of having come from West Virginia, from the South, and coming to a separate place that was really different. I felt that strongly when I was a little girl. This was when you were, when you were saying little girl in Cincinnati. I, I was born there, but I didn't live there. Okay, so so you, this so this is Toledo. Then we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so so you spent most of your childhood and upbringing in Toledo, then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then high school. Then did you go to high school in the Toledo area? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is a segue now, and, then, and again, you've shared this with me before, but tell me again how you guys meet, because you, you grew up in Toledo. S singing Christmas carols. We did a church. Dick's father was a minister in the church that we, where my family went, when there was church there. Dick's family lived not very far from us, but it was a different neighborhood. It was across a boulevard, so I didn't know Dick, when he was a child, we didn't know each other until we were in high school, and he was in college, and and the church had a went Christmas caroling, and it was a Christmas time, and Dick was home from college, and I went with my Sunday school class, my high school Sunday school class. We went caroling, and he went along with it for something to do. Yeah. No, because I was told to go. Because you were told to go. You were yeah. forced. You were forced to go. In a way. <laughs> and we went caroling before Christmas, and we kind of flirted. Um, you know, he was standing around in a group singing, and I didn't know Dick. Uh, maybe we met, but I didn't really know him. And so then he called me and asked me for a, a date for New Year's Eve. He was home from college, and he had gone to the... He had, he had gone to the Christmas caroling because he was home and didn't have anything else to do. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> so then, so we, he, we, we went out shortly after we met, went to a formal dance in Toledo, Demolay. For, for New Year's? Yeah, Demolay dance. Uh -huh. I got a formal dress, my, my first one probably. Uh -huh. And then he went back to college, I went back to high school. And, and when he came home in summer, his friend Ford Caulfield bet him he couldn't have a date every night in the summer. No, and for 10 nights in a row. 
how many? For 10 nights for in a row. For 10 nights in a row. And so Dick accepted the challenge and asked me to go steady. <laughs> well, well, it's interesting that your fr- a friend specifically said 10 nights. Yeah. But that was the bet for $10. Yeah, I bet. see. Okay. So for $10, he got me. I didn't know that, of course. I was a fool. I was. I just liked me, you know, and <laughs> wanted to. So he asked me to go steady. I said yes. And so then he had to date for 10 nights in a row. He was. $10. So he was killing. He was killing two birds with one stone. He wanted to win the bet, but he also, it worked out because he he wanted to hang out with you. Well, you can put any kind of spin on it you want. Well, look at the results you're making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did lost in the long run. <laughs> so. So so you guys went. You met in in caroling. Uh, again, when you were coming home from college, forced to debatably, and this was your high school or, or during high school Sunday school, singing Christmas carols, right? Christmas carols. Yeah, yeah. It was yep. A, she was a sophomore in high school. Okay. And were you a freshman in college? No, I was a sophomore in college. And what? What? I I love dates or, or years. What? Like what year was this when you guys like the time when you met, or like nineteen fifty? Nineteen fifty. Okay, and then on New Year's. Is when you guys went on a more of a formal date, like New Year's. It was our. He, it, it was right around Christmas time that we we. New, January first, nineteen ninety. Yeah, but you called December thirty first, nineteen forty nine. What? Never mind. I should be messing things up. That 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 was our first date. Nineteen forty nine. January, December 31st, 1949. New, New Year's Eve. December 31st, 1949. To 1950, you know, just before 1950. Okay, gotcha, okay. So, so so that's why I can remember the first kiss I ever had with her was that midnight. You I, know, when I, I, New Year's Eve the, drawing in there, the New Year, everybody kisses on midnight, so how could she refuse? I love that, okay. And is that, so Allie told, one of the first things she told me about you guys was that you guys do a, Correct me if I'm wrong. A New Year's tradition, like a dance, like or there is yeah. a dance. You guys do a, a dance every year together. Okay. New Year's. Yep. What you call a dance? Yeah. Now we just sort of stand up if we can stand up. Yeah. <laughs> dance is putting it loosely. <laughs> okay. Did it start that year? Is what? Did it start that first year? Yes. Yeah, it was my first. As I wore, I bought a formal dress and. Went to the dance, the demolay dance. Grandma, do you remember what the dress looked like? Oh, yes. What did it look like? It was strapless and it was black velvet on the top and a kind of a plaid. I remember that dress. What? I remember that dress. Yeah, I had it for a long time. Tap it, it was plaid, cut brightly colored skirt. Oh, wow. So this was, was this the high school dance then? No. No. What dance was this? Demolay dance. What is that? Like that. It was like a Masonic organization or something like that. Hey, Google, what's the Demolay dance? Oh, what's the Demolay? Sorry, I don't have any information about that, but I found something else. Do you want to know what is the purpose of Demolay? Yes. On the website gadamolay.org, they say, 
The Order of the Malay is a character-building and leadership development organization for young men between the ages of 13 and 21. So was Vance put on by that group? Okay. And this was just like, is this like a, like a local thing in Toledo? or yeah. It wasn't like a nationwide, this is just some local... Well, the Malays in other cities might have had it okay. too. Okay. But, but just like a local dance held. Yeah. And then you guys, that's where you guys had your dance together on New Year's and, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, that, that, I love that. So, so honestly, uh, excuse me. So now here we are, it's Thanksgiving. So around the holidays this time of year, like Christmas coming up and New Year's, there's a lot of um, significance and it has a lot of meaning to you, for you guys. If you say so. <laughs> Yeah, I think about that. Yeah. I think about between then and now, we have Christmas has family time with getting ready for Christmas and celebrating with your children. We had children relatively soon after we were married, and um, um, I, I don't. The story about the the going Christmas caroling kind of gets lost. I mean, I think I think of that first dance we went to, but that's not necessarily how I. It doesn't come to life that much. I mean, we, we, we're conscious of it on New Year's Eve. Uh, we're conscious of this being a certain kind of an anniversary, but we don't make a big deal out of it. At least I don't. I don't think you do, Dick. We, do you? Yes. Okay. So that sounds like you guys were exclusive starting January 1st? We have no. our what? No. He that? said, were we exclusive starting in January no. 1st? No, you went back to college. You were at Overland College, and you went back to school, and I went back to high school, and I didn't see him until the summertime. The okay. The summertime was when his friend Ford... The 10-day bet. Yeah. Okay. That's when he, after that... No, it wasn't that year. It was the year following that year that we went No, starting. I don't think so. Okay. And then we wouldn't have waited a whole year. We, that's... that's I thought we did. I didn't. Okay. You, so you, after you guys started going steady, you know, during that summer, how long after did you propose, or what? When did you propose, Grandpa? Did I ever propose? I don't know. It was just sort of acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I was a sophomore in high school. He was a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. um, not at the t this time, it was a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. That's not how I remember it, but... <sighs> oh, we didn't get engaged. No, but when you came and, back... Until when... I was going to law school at Ohio State. Okay, being engaged, but you came home from... In that summer, after, we, after the New Year's Eve thing, you, you went back to college, I went back to high school, you came home... And that's when we started dating. We didn't wait a whole year to after No, that. we dated, but we weren't going steady. Well, that's not... I, I remember Ford challenged you to get 10 dates in a row. Well, I said I thought it was the following year. No, I thought it was, it was that year, and I don't when, care. When did the piggyback ride occur? What? I don't know. What was what? The, the piggyback ride. ride. What's the piggyback? Well, I don't know that story. I mean, I kind of do, but give me Oh, a... she, Ford and I were dating. I mean, we were on a double date. Yeah. And she and her girlfriend, we went to a restaurant. 
and a lot of their high school people were there in their class, and they sort of tried to snub them by saying that they were out with college guys. You know, they were high-hatting they their were friends. That's yeah. what he thought. That's not and what so Ford and I decided we don't like people putting down their classmates, so we made asses of ourselves on purpose to embarrass them so they wouldn't be so, so uppity with their there. classmates. That's the piggyback ride. Okay, we were piggyback, right? Well, Ford got on my shoulders. And we, they, they, we were in a, a bar place. And it wasn't a bar. It was partly, a, it was a bar restaurant. Yeah. I didn't think they served alcohol there. Oh, Dick, you don't remember anything. <laughs> okay, you, I'm glad you remember everything. It was Harrison's, was the name of the Ranch place. house. Yeah. And they, they got, thought it would be cute for forward to get up on Dick's shoulders and walk out of the place, you know, jogging along and making it mess up like fools to be even seen with them. <laughs> so I guess, uh, I don't know, I, before you guys got engaged or got married, when did you guys become, you know, steady dating or when did you become exclusive? I don't know if there was an actual date to it, but like, was there a, a time where like you're like all right we're official or I mean every well, when, I mean what when is... I was away at college, we even though we were going to study, we when we were away like that we were free to date whomever we wanted. Yeah, okay. I think that possibly we that summer that first summer after we met in in we met in December, or, and then he came home we dated all summer steadily. And I think when he went back to school, we both agreed we would date that while they were while we were gone. Yeah. Uh, in other words, we hadn't ended our lives in terms of other people at that point, but we were pretty serious. And when and he came home at Christmas and we dated and we went out on Christmas, New Year's Eve and everything. And I think the next summer, we we I think we slowly we came, we we decided we were in love and that we were going to get married some days but we had to finish school and we had to, we were a little bit too soon to decide we were going to get married without me finishing high school yeah i was only a sophomore when i met him so we went two years and i then and he finished college and then i went to ohio state to go to college and I went to law school. And Dick went to law school at Ohio State. So my first year in college, he was down in Columbus as well as me, and we dated. We were we were we were steady, I guess you'd say. We were I think we were pretty determined by that time. I don't know if we didn't set any dates or say, but we right. well in March we had an engagement party. But that was a bad March. Yeah. The March of your freshman year, Grandma. Yes. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we had an engagement party. I don't remember those dates exactly. Well, but, we have a picture of it because the Meeks yeah. and the Bunnings were the other two couples yeah. at that party. Oh, wow. They're, both, they're all dead now. Every one of them are dead. So you were a freshman in college at Ohio State, and you were you were already done first, with your undergrad. First year was at law school. First year at law school. Now, did you go to law school at Ohio State? One year. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So and you, we got married that yeah. August after my first year, mm -hmm. and I was drafted into the Army. 
Because the Korean conflict is on. Hmm. And so, then, Draco, okay. does that mean you, did you have intentions to, I mean, you set out for law school and then yeah. got drafted, so that's what stopped your law school? That, because I wasn't doing all that well in law school either, so. Yeah. And we got married and that sort of, and then had a baby before I got out of the Army, so that sort of put a caboose on long-term <laughs> education. Yeah. That, okay. That's when it became uh, better get a job. Yes, yeah. And again, your undergrad was at Ohio State. Side note, was no. that? No, I went to Oberlin College. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, how do you pronounce it? Oberlin. Oberlin, okay. But we, after this time that you just talking about, after, after, we, we, we went to Columbus to live after we got married, didn't we? We got married that summer, the 26th of August. Yeah. And, and then we went. When we got married, you were returning to Ohio State for your second year. And we got an apartment in Columbus. We got an apartment in Columbus. And you guys got married in what year? 53. 53. 69 years ago. Okay. So next year will be your 70th wedding anniversary? Yep. My goodness. What would you guys like to do for your 70th wedding anniversary? <laughs> we would like to have our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren get us bones at the CIC. Okay. Oh, that, that works. So August... 29th? Yep. Tw or was it 26th or 20th? 29th. 26th is Mark's birthday. The 29th is the wedding anniversary. Right, because Alan and I originally, when we were going to have 2020, August 26th, three days yeah. before theirs, same day as your Uncle Mark's birthday. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then bet what you were just saying for your 70th of 2023... You guys would like to have bar bones for your birthday or your your anniversary. Because seventy is a big, I mean that's a big, so big milestone. So that Allie, you know what that means? That means that you and I have got to block that weekend. Yes. And fly out here, and stay out here for a weekend or a long weekend, and mm -hmm. they do, they do the bar bones on Friday night or Sundays. Yeah, Friday. Friday night, but we ask well in advance. We might do something special for another day. Okay. I don't think I've ever had one of the bar bones. You haven't? No. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So oh, yeah. I brought one home, or a couple home, from your birthday party, your 90th birthday party. Jeff couldn't go because of COVID protocols for work. And like he, at that point, he legally couldn't like go out of the state. Right. Well, Otherwise, tomorrow we should call up the CIC and see if they're having bar bones tomorrow night. Oh my gosh. And if they are, we should go. I think so. Okay. If but we have to call up, they don't, they don't always have them. Yeah. So we want to call up ahead of time to make sure. I, I wouldn't say no to that. And, and if we do go, let us at least pay for something. I would love to check that out if it makes well, sense. If it makes sense. So just so you know, the bar bones are like $3 a piece. Well, and I say that because it's like, yes, I agree with what you're saying. Entirely, the bar bones are the. It's it's like such a deal. I'd love to try them, but yeah. they're three bones for each order. And and you you know they're not they're not three dollars. 
three dollars a bone, they are three dollars for an order. Three dollars for an order? Yeah. How many? You get three bones in an order. So what I'm saying, Jeff, is like you pay three dollars for three bones. And these big meaty bones that will fill you up. Oh my gosh, we gotta look into this tomorrow. So all I'm saying is like. I'd love to. You can't be a vegetarian, though. No, 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 no. Allie, I, I'll go out the floor tomorrow, but if we could do this tomorrow, that'd be awesome. But we should call them up ahead of time to make See, sure they're having the call around noon. Yeah. Will, will they know then? Well, I think about 1 o'clock. I mean, I think they would by noon. We okay. don't want to inter... We won't interfere with time over at Aunt Julie's. Right, right. Of course. Um, but you don't I... I know. I yeah. We don't have to stay there until six. I'll um, call them. I'll call them around one o'clock or twelve or one o'clock. That's when they really. Okay. And let you know then. Yep. Wow. Well, in either case, whatever happens tomorrow. Excuse me. Allie and I will rest assured that we block off time. We'd love to be here for your guys' seventieth wedding anniversary and treat you guys to bar bones. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. That's how I want to celebrate my. Yeah, what would you like to do, Grandmother? <laughs> <laughs> it won't be bar bones. <laughs> we could but, do both. But I would like to see. I'd like to share. I'd like to have a whole party. That would be great. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Well, so that I'm kind of switch. I'm going back to the the you know New Year's. You guys have your dance, which is amazing. So that's that was one of the first things Allie told me about. Which led me to, because I met Allie in December the 6th of 2018, and it also led me to, I, was, I, I knew what I wanted very quickly. Allie had her boyfriends that she, you know, in the past, I had girlfriends, and when we first met it was, you know, cliche, but it was true, like love at first sight, and it's like, we well, you know what you want, you know what you want, and even after less than a month, I already felt how I felt, I just love to hear Jeff with a double F talk. And what did you say, Jay? I just love to listen to Jeff. <laughs> and um, and you told me about it, about about their story. Yeah, New Year's traditions. And and then I thought to myself, this is perfect, because I thought, all right, I was visiting my friend Nick in Nashville, but I wanted to make sure that I got back for New Year's because I there was a couple things I wanted to do wanted to tell you that I loved you for the first time and then also wanted you to be exclusively, you know, my, my did girlfriend. Did you tell her that you loved her? Yes. What did she respond? Uh, pleasantly, she said yes. I mean, did she say she loved you? Yes. yes. She did? Yes. Do you remember that? I do. Yep. So you actually said that? Yes. She did. Okay. Yep, whether I threw her off for a second or she had to take it in because hearing it for the first time from me, you know, but it, uh, yeah, it was January the 1st. Okay. Yep. And now it has a lot of meaning because, for just her and I, but also because of you guys when you guys had your first dance. We contributed. You did. Absolutely. And you, and even though we met for the first time on December the 6th, even though we weren't official until January 1st, Minute I met you, you were exclusive to me when I met you. It's just just thought I'd share that piece. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It does. So there. Well, that's an but I thought when you met, you were dating other people. 
She was on a couple dates. But I mean, when you first met, you were with another girl. No, no, no. I thought you were dating somebody and she was dating somebody else and you dropped them and went to... Oh, oh, she lived off together. Oh, she was with she was she was on she was dating or gone on a couple dates with this one guy, couple dates, and I mean she technically could be swiping away, going on different dates, and I guess I was in the same boat. But I think she was actually dating or going on couple dates with one person, one individual, that was my friend, starting to become friends with, and it's everything's good still. I and once in a while I'll reach out to him, but. I was not. I hadn't gotten really any dates at that during during that time, so. Anyway. Any real dates, you said. Right. But not. Uh, but they were other. Da- they were dates nonetheless, even though they weren't real, right? <laughs> maybe before, before, like, like, yeah, maybe, maybe, um, maybe in November. Before you met me. Right. Right. So, so, so you was, say once you met me, you didn't go on dates with anybody else. Correct. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Which is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, because, well, because I, January 1st of New Year's, I told you I loved you, and I wanted you to be my girlfriend, and like I was saying, I just said earlier that even when I met you, though, on December the 6th, we first met, even though we, I, I didn't, we weren't exclusive, I guess, whatever that is on paper, but you were still exclusive to me at that point, at least in my what end. What you're saying is you knew instantly. Yes. At least that was in you know my position. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want me to say. You don't have you can say whatever you want, or you don't have to say anything. I knew I wanted to date you instantly. Yes. You wanted to date him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here you are. That's right. <laughs> and and then now we're hoping to you know start the process and the springtime to have kids and. Hopefully, hopefully get an Alley Junior and a GEO and a Double F Junior. That's kind of that's kind of what's kind of the you know. That's what's going on. There's that, and then you know, starting that process. So your 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 first child will be conceived in Paris, is that right? It's possible. Okay. It's it's definitely possible. I was I was conceived in Paris. Really? Yeah. Well, as the president then. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Where are you going with the cake? Are you done with it? Yes. Actually, I kind of wanted a piece. Yeah, go no, absolutely. But, um, well, it's actually your guys' cake, so I this isn't my say anymore. Cut this, from that end. From? I'm eating that end, you eat from that end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so eat from the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Are we halfway through the cake already? Uh-oh. We're going to have to figure out how to get you cakes out, out here, Grandpa. Yes. We're just gonna have to drive once in a while, make the voyage, you know. Next time we'll stock up. Yeah. Okay. This was the first run to take, have the, the official taste test. Did it pass? I think so, but that question lies within you. No, the cake lies within me. <laughs> <laughs> At least half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
we told the cake baker that we would go back and show a picture of you enjoying the cake. That's why you took a picture. And here I thought it was my beautiful countenance. But it's to pay off a debt to the baker. Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> nope. No, this was, this was very important to us. Something new we discovered based upon Grandpa Dunham's cake, you know, pleasure, pleasure with, with cake. And, and uh, when we saw that, we wanted to try to start a new tradition. And we had a local cake in our area, and I wanted to start that with for Allie's birthday this past past year. And then it got solidified, and we, you know, tasted it and how good it was. And then, all right, let's we got to find a way to get a cake over here. You know, when you start a tradition, you've got to do this year after year after year. I agree. It, it's never ending. I agree. Forever. Forever. Hopefully, for at least seventy plus years. It, that works for me. It works for you. It works for all of us. <laughs> works for my stomach. <laughs> you know, if we get to celebrate our 70th wedding anniversary, we will. We will be 102 years old. Well, people are living longer, I hear. <laughs> God willing, I. That's that's the goal. See, by the time you're my age, people will be living at least to 102 then. Naturally, yeah. I guess so. Or else the world will be blowing up from nuclear attacks from everybody. <laughs> right, from Russia or somebody like that. Or it's gonna, global warming is going to impact us. We'll be living in test tubes. Yeah. Wildfires will go crazy. Right. So but your generation will have many solutions to some of our problems. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. Mm -hmm. It's safe to say that everyone in this room enjoyed the cake, though. <laughs> yeah, everybody had some. Yep. Even your grandmother. That mm -hmm, was good. It's, it's, it's fun to find new things at yeah. our age. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Isn't it fun to find a new cake? Well, it's almost impossible to I find new things at my age. How did your joints feel today? How did I what? 